Thanks for tuning in to Multipliers Minute. Here with your leadership key, I'm Emily James, founder of Multipliers Leadership. These leadership lessons will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence so you can lead well. Well, thanks for tuning in to Multipliers Minutes podcast. Here we are on our Stories That Empower series. And today I have a special guest with me, Emily Gerbatson. She is a purpose and calling coach. And so we've brought her on to talk specifically about that, walking in our purpose and calling. So welcome to the podcast, Emily. Thank you. It's so good to have you here, Emily. Yeah, I know. That was like one out of the many connections that we have was our name. So anybody named Emily, we know is going to be awesome, right? So so why don't you tell us a little bit about what's been your journey to becoming a purpose and calling coach and maybe even give us a little bit about what is a purpose and calling coach? Sure. Well, that is a great question because I do get that question. (laughs) What is a purpose and calling coach? And so I have a passion to help people live up to their best potential and in a focus, in a dedicated focus. And the calling part is it doesn't just come from ourselves picking a goal. Often it's called because there's a, a dream, something God calls to us bigger than ourselves as part of a bigger story. And so what I do is just help draw that out, help kind of hold the mirror in front of people, draw out the best of them so they can see it, own it, and plan their course. And so that came from, that passion for that came from my own journey. Like many of us, Mm -hmm. I felt like I had a wandery life. I did enter my dream job. I started working at a church in my early 20s in administration and I got to sit behind a computer and fiddle and make bulletins better and (laughs) and systems better and set up database and I was a little geeky and not qualified but I was better than what they had and so I could bring it to the next level and that felt so good and as I went along, then I was surrounded by all these people who are so competent and qualified and such great leaders, such passion, charisma. And I started feeling, uh, and they're all big, big thinkers, big dreamers, strategizers. And so I was the men-minded one that would see all the details, which can be frustrating to big, big dreamers. And so I would I felt like I was kind of riding the coattails. And as I got accustomed, I started expanding my, my skills and my passion and my knowledge in what I could do there. Then I just started, sometimes I started getting bored or I started playing it safe. And I started questioning my own value or I just saw my identity was consumed by everything that I was trying to accomplish and and do, looking for other people for validation. And so with that came this hunger to have my own purpose, one that wasn't attached to an organization or a role or a title. 
And so my journey went through these stages of recognizing my own value and worth and these defining moments to, so God called me out. I'm sitting in a staff meeting one day and it was almost a pity party. I was feeling bored and a little bit despondent and Mm -hmm. I was succumbing to a, a pity party and God called me out. It was this weird moment. This doesn't always happen, but I actually felt like I actually looked around and I felt my face getting red because I thought that God had acted like everyone else had heard it. And it was, it was kind of that moment. And he was called me out and said, you know, what are you doing? Everybody else believes in you. I believe in me or I believe in you. And you say you have faith in me, so what are you doing? Mm. And I was like, oh, well, I'd rather blame someone else for me not <laughs> not stepping out, <laughs> right? I'd rather it be the, you know, not God's timing or this isn't what his will is. But when I heard that message, I was like, well, I don't want it to be my fault. <laughs> so, so that was a challenge. Um, I'm a slow and steady person. Mm -hmm. And... And so it wasn't these like massive change that everybody else saw in me. It was these gradual steps of ownership, gradual things of basically stepping out scared and saying yes mm -hmm. to these little opportunities that presented themselves, that clicked and figuring out what are my own values? What are my own priorities? How do I expand if... If I am not qualified right now, how do I expand my capacity where I am now? Mm. And so those saying yeses all those times and, and leaning into discomfort and pain in some seasons became, became what started shaping mm -hmm. who I was, what I could step out in, who, who I connected with to, um, in my sense of calling. And so now here you are, you've recently written a book called Dare to Decide, and that's really encouraging and empowering people to walk into that purpose, to dare to decide, to dream big, to do big. So what would you say to people who may be in the place that you were then and say, I'm not sure I have purpose or calling or, or it's all about in that moment what they're doing or maybe they feel stuck. You talk a lot of, in your book about sort of this restlessness or feeling stuck. What would you say to people who are sort of in that place right now and they're thinking, this is it, like this is, I'm not sure I have a purpose, is purpose or calling? What is that? Is that really important? What would you say to them? Yeah, I find a lot of people don't always use the word calling, which mm -hmm. makes it mystical when they see what I call myself. And I think that is actually part of the challenge is when we're stuck, often we're so busy looking at where we're stuck instead of looking ahead or looking at, and so, so for me, it was, um, how do I move forward with what I have? Because my focus would often be on what I don't have, or it would be just simple comparison. Mm -hmm. I don't have that person's skill, that person's charisma, that person's story. And it really comes around to this of 
abundant mindset to say there's more for me believing you know we have this yearning that's usually what it is that feeling stuck saying i'm here and there's this gap between there's where i am and what i where i would love to be where it feels like i'm meant to be even if i don't fully believe it yet mm-hmm. and so it it's hard to think about purpose and get out of that funk mm-hmm. when you're focused on that scarcity feeling that I'm not enough, that there isn't enough for me. There isn't room enough for me. Um, you know, I need someone else to validate me. I need someone else to give my, myself permission. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a quagmire of messy confusion. And, and yet it's so easy to just say, okay, I'm going to buckle down and focus on it. And we focus on the confusion and we focus on the questions and the answer often comes when we're taking our minds off ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's a time where we actually have, there's a time first where we have to be honest with ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's usually where it comes from. Be honest with yourself because so often, I know I experienced this, I would stuff my feelings down because feeling this way was, feeling this way was bad. Right. It, It was not negative. It wasn't being faith filled. And so I would just squash it because I didn't know what to do with the emotions. So just starting to name the emotions and the feelings and then bringing them to God was a huge start Mm. because then God could enter and say, oh, well, I am, I am hope. Your hope is on me, not on what you see, not on your circumstances, not on your qualifications. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's easier when he's the one pulling our attention over to him and saying, um, I have more for you and believing him and his word rather than what you can see about yourself right there. So mm-hmm. often we don't even see what's right in front of us. We don't see that, you know, the gifts and abilities cause they're so natural to us. It, ta- it does take someone pointing them out to us and, and even showing us possibilities of what could we do with those? What is possible? Mm-hmm. And so um, just having a perspective outside of yourself mm-hmm. and what problems are out there that your skills could solve, mm-hmm. that you could be a part of the solution, that you could be part of that greater story. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some of the keys. Yeah, you know, as you were talking even about your story, and then now, you know, one of the things I say to people a lot is start small and finish well. Actually, I think I talked about this in another podcast recently, but of really, you know, what are those, like you said, look at what can you write down? uh, What can you begin to discover about yourself? And then that begins sort of that journey of, you know, what has got already placed in you. So actually before this podcast started, we were talking and you said you talked about um, being able to, you actually, you said a really great phrase that actually was about more about who we are than what we do in that journey for you. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, yes, it's funny because a lot of people, when they think about purpose or they come to me and say, you know, 
you know, I want to step out in my purpose, or I don't know how to have time to do this. And they're usually talking about doing something, accomplishing something. And, and I would say, okay, hold on, wait a minute. It's not just doing and accomplishing something. Because with that comes the sense of failure. Did I get it right? Did I pick the right thing? If it doesn't work out, we go back to questioning, you know, well, if I screwed up, like, did I miss God's plan or purpose for me? Mm -hmm. And, and that's a, a myth. God's purpose for you is to reveal his glory in whatever circumstances, but he wired you with gifts and abilities and strengths and character, character traits and personality traits that uniquely make up you. Mm -hmm. so by fully being you connected to the power of the Holy Spirit and God, him filling you up first so that you have enough to give out, then what you accomplish is through who you are becoming mm -hmm. and who you are. And there's much less driving in mm -hmm. that stance. Yeah, we were talking too about how purpose really is about the journey and not the destination, right? So, so often we're trying to discover the one thing, that calling, that purpose, that whatever it might be, right? And yet, really, we're all called to, uh, you know, give our testimony, to share the gospel, to help those in need. And so along the way, we see these opportunities. And it's interesting, something you said earlier too, is uh, here you were in your role, surrounded by people who were in, you know, they were the visionary people, the, uh, the dreamers, the thinkers. And so often, we think that they've arrived when we see people at that place, but that's not necessarily true either. And we're all on this journey of discovering what unique things God has placed in us. And that's the focus, right? Who are we in Christ? And as we discover more of that, we discover more of sort of our unique calling and purpose. So along that lines, why is it so important to why is purpose and calling so important? Why is there this, uh, you know, in us, this desire to, you know, what's my purpose and what's my calling? Well, on a practical level, there are so many research studies that just on a scientific level, on a practical level, people with a sense of purpose, it's proven that they tend to live longer. They have more pep in their step. They... Um, they have healthier, they have better uh, mental health, emotional health. And so just in that alone, mm -hmm. why, you know, I just look at that as the proof as to why God created us with purpose. And God is a creative God. Mm -hmm. He didn't just create, you know, even if he did create something that was beautiful, its beauty was for him to appreciate. Mm -hmm. or for us as human to appreciate. It had a purpose, but looking at science itself, and I am not someone who's, you know, into science, but anytime I study it, I would see the intricacies of, of cause and effect in, mm -hmm. you know, even as the circle of life, there's a reason behind everything, that everything is connected and molded together. And if he's done that with the whole universe, 
think of what purpose can do in us as humans, where he's invited us to be part of his story. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, on a grand scale, our purpose is to be a part of his story. Our, our purpose is to be in relationship with him because he loved, he's a relational God. And so then our, par our purpose, when, when that got messed up, our purpose is to help bring redemption and reconciliation to um, other humans on earth. You know, and that's on a grand scale. But how special it is when we start recognizing what our individual part is in that story. Mm -hmm. when, mm -hmm. when our gifts are the impact we have, when someone's maybe connects with us over someone else, or even just think about that. So I went through um, quite a number of years ago, one of my most painful seasons of life was going through a divorce or a separation, a failed marriage, and the stigma, and having to face my identity, and overcoming rejection, and healing from all of that pain. And the, my purpose was for there to be uh, redemption through that. Mm. It was like, I wasn't going to let that define me, so I had to cling to purpose. And so my purpose was just get through the pain, yeah. you know, find restoration if it was possible what i didn't fully see was how soon god would start using that pain because i was leaning him because I, I couldn't accomplish a whole lot i was a mess for the first year for sure and so doing stuff wasn't really a part of my purpose other than going through my healing and living with as much integrity as i could in within that pain Mm -hmm. And that in itself helped me connect with people that I never would have understood or had grace for before. Mm -hmm. I, I just wouldn't have understood where they were. But having been through the pain and realized sometimes black and white isn't black and white and life gets messy and there's so many gray areas. And what do we do when we've made bad choices? And, mm -hmm. and we are, and Jesus just enters in the mess with that. And so I, going through that gave me the grace to go to enter that mess and not be judgmental and, and just be present and listen. And through that, I started realizing how much purpose had a part of redemption and healing in people's stories. Mm -hmm. Well, it's often said, you know, our purpose comes out of our pain. And sometimes we get so caught up in what we're going through that one of the hindrances to walking in our full purpose is by not seeing what God is doing in the midst, that we actually miss what God is doing in us because we're so focused on what he's doing around us. And so I know in your book, you really talk about uh, finding purpose and calling, but out of peace and clarity. So what would you say to people who maybe you know, are in a similar season that you were in then where there's this restlessness, there's, maybe there is, pain, they're going through pain, um, maybe waiting, like waiting seasons seem to sometimes just derail people because they just feel like it's never going to happen. What would you say to them to find peace and clarity in the midst of those seasons? Well, in the first section, I would say it's to choose your character. So because I've loved growing up writing 
I love the analogy of seeing your life as a story. And the, the first part is choosing who is the character you're going to be in the story. You don't know how the ending is going to end up, but it's going somewhere. And even if you can't control the circumstances and the timing of it all, you can control who you're going to show up as within that story. Mm-hmm. That's often underrated or it becomes cliche sometimes, but it, it's valuable. And you can choose at what point are you going to be, you're going to move from the victim or the bystander to that heroine of the story. And it doesn't feel spiritual to call ourselves the heroine. And often the whole point is that the people we're helping, you know, were the guide helping them become the hero of their story, right? But in that moment of waiting, it becomes down to, now who am I going to be in this? And how do I be that fully? And for some people that could be really hard. Mm-hmm. as they've had all kinds of labels and self-doubt and and they really have to climb out of that in order to do that because the thing is we want to get out of the discomfort we want to move forward and you know, get out of the pain the messiness to clarity but the thing is we take ourselves with us mm-hmm. and often those waiting series seasons are God's opportunity to chip away at the things that are taking up space mm-hmm. given to other capacity yeah. in the next stage of our journey. Yeah. And it's not necessarily about earning, you know, being qualified, earning the right to go on to the next stage. Um, but if you're there waiting, why not make the most of it yeah. and let him refine you and, and so sometimes that's the purpose he can do. Sometimes he's waiting for other pieces to go into play. So while you're waiting, it's looking at, well, what skills can I develop? Mm-hmm. Or what skills am I developing? In this waiting, you know, sometimes it's, I want to move into this career or this job. But in the meantime, I'm doing this mundane thing. Well, don't underestimate that mundane thing you're doing. That is a skill that you are learning and don't be surprised if it shows up somehow in that next season. God mm-hmm. uses it. And it might be his whole purpose of having you there, or he might have just said, oh, you've got this skill now. Okay, let's use this in this next stage of your story as well. Yeah. And anyone who gets a copy of your book, Dare to Decide, or has read uh, Get Over It, the book that I wrote a couple of years ago, they would hear our stories as very similar to that, right? And of these seasons of, of what we did at the time maybe wasn't what we expected for our life, let's just mm-hmm. say, but yet God used that season to propel us to this season. And I always say to people, do not rush the waiting because it's in the waiting that God is preparing you for what's next. And so that when we can see that, it's so important. And now, you know, we're using certain skills that we developed in that season to what we're doing now. And both of our books came out of one of those seasons. So don't watch it. Find what are the skills that you can develop? What are you developing in yourself? How can you develop a greater relationship with God 
in that season and trust him in greater ways. I love it. So if anyone's listening today and they're just feeling at like a crossroads, again, in your book, you allude a lot to these crossroads in our life. So if someone feels at a crossroad, maybe it's decisions, maybe it's been something that sort of derailed them, maybe it's been the fear that's holding them back. What would you say to them, one or two things to encourage them to keep moving forward? The big thing is belief. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's kind of trendy now, you know, believe in yourself. It's very true as well. But I also know there was a time where even though I there was moments I believed in myself. There's a lot of times where I didn't. And that's when I had to grab onto someone else's belief. It could have been someone, you know, there was times where I would say, I don't believe in myself, but I believe there's something there. I just don't see it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to borrow someone else's belief. And sometimes that was someone with skin on next to me and I clung to their words for a season. And other times it was God. Yeah. I had to believe in someone who I, I knew and trusted. He, he believed in me, he created me and he saw something in me that I didn't. And I had to cling in that as my hope. And so belief, you can't really get anywhere if you aren't believing that you can. Mm -hmm. And so that is, that is key. Don't underestimate that. Absolutely. That's good. And, and God's belief in us. I love when you said that, right? Because sometimes that's the only belief that we have, right? And if we can go back in to the truth and write out those scriptures that speak to that, right? You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, you know, I have good plans for you, all of those things. And if those are the only thing in that moment that get you through, they'll be the things that push you forward. So Thank you so much, Emily, for being a part of this podcast today. Uh, Such important conversations about purpose and calling because I speak to so many people who just uh, really struggle with this idea, either not believing it to be possible or feeling like they haven't arrived because they haven't reached a destination. And today you really spoke into the journey and the development of who we are first. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much. If people that are listening want to connect, to you or to get your book how can they do that uh they can find out more about my book dare to decide.ca and that's uh available there as well as descriptions there i'm on instagram emily grabatten facebook emily grabatten and we'll make sure to link all those into the uh description and then also on on social media you'll be tagged on there so Thank you so much, Emily. Thanks so much for having me, Emily. Thank you for listening to our Multipliers Minutes, where we discuss leadership keys that will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence. For more, check out www.multipliersleadership.com.